This is Envision Self Healing Podcast, episode number 57. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. Now, if you haven't done already, then head over to our website at EnvisionSelfHealing.com and you'll find a free ebook on how you can start improving your eyesight in our modern day world. The topic of the week this week is the top three exercises for presbyopia. And in the second half of the podcast, we're going to answer a couple of questions from a YouTube viewer who is doing palming and feeling some discomfort or strain when he first starts doing palming. And he's asking why. So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, I have to report that I, I, uh, last week I reported I was shopping for an electric bicycle. Okay. And the day after the podcast, you were, you I, were I, shopped. I, I was shopped, yes. Um, I bought the, oh, shocked, yes. Yeah. No, I wasn't shocked, fortunately. It's, a, <laughs> it's not gonna do that. Hopefully it won't do that no, today. No. Yeah, yeah. So I bought a electric bicycle on uh, the day after the podcast last nice. week. Mm-hmm. And I uh, rode it back from the bike store. Very nice, family-owned mm. bike store. I'm very happy with that. So it got you home. It got me home, yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay, now I actually have to drive it home. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, you know, I even like mapped out a very safe, you know, Saruto in the side streets. Then I got to the big ma- major street and realized I can't do this because I have to cross this big major street right now. Anyway, <laughs> it all, all worked out and I've taken it up. As you know, Will, I live on this very steep slope mm-hmm. and I'm able to take the bike up the slope in first gear. No problem turning into my, mm-hmm. my garage. Uh, then the next test, I started riding it uh, around town a little bit. And I've started to hit, the good thing is I'm seeing what I can see right now without, um, without any glasses okay. and where I hit my limits. It's sort of like an interesting, and there's like one signal. Not literally hit your limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. hopefully not literally, <laughs> literally somebody hit my limits, yeah. <laughs> Don't hit my limits, please. <laughs> So, uh, so you get you're adjusting to the to the to the vision now before you got the glasses, and then you can compare the two. And, right, uh, and seeing where I need to improve, you know, um, how far ahead I can really see the signals, cars, all of this is actually working out exactly the way I anticipated that I'm hmm. becoming familiar with what it's like to be in traffic on okay. the bicycle, and I'm learning how what's called control the lane. It's where you, <laughs> as a bicyclist, if you don't have room for the car and you and a parked car uh-huh. and the door to open, hmm. you're supposed to merge into the lane and control the lane so a car can't basically push you into a parked car. Right. So I'm learning how to do that. Um, so it's, it's, it's working out exactly the way I thought. It's, it's uh, a little hair raising at times, but yeah, it's, it's been imagine. good. Yeah. And that's certainly, I mean, riding a bike, I think we, we said, uh, Several months ago, I think that was going to be a name. Oh, I did. I did ride a bike up that's in, right, uh, that's right, yeah. in in Wine Valley. Napa Valley, yeah. Um, doing a little wine tour there on yeah. on a bike, and uh, we did say that that was certainly um, a goal for myself as well to start yeah. looking into that. So that's great that you're taking that step out of the two of us. Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> so yeah, so it was um, it's, it was a good experience, and and I'm now going to call the optometrist in Berkeley the UC Berkeley uh, low vision clinic and okay. look into glasses that allow you to see further ahead with a telescope on them, so nice. special glasses. So that's, 
it's the beginning of a process now. Oh, that sounds good. And how was your week? Uh, good. I, it's, uh, everybody knows, I'm sure, that I completed my uh, 30 sessions of yoga in 30 days uh, last week. And mm-hmm. it took me a few days to kind of recover more from the exhaustion of, you know, late at night yoga and then early morning and, and all the rest of it. But uh, I went back for that. I rested for about four days and, and went back uh, to do yoga. And oh, yeah. uh, I was feeling relatively uh, rested. And, and just a, an example of, I guess, um, I get the, the way we function with our, with our bodies and a, not necessarily muscle memory, but more. Last week we talked about the brain that changes itself right. and how you learn uh, a particular aspect with the brain and, and how you can change with that and how that affects the body. Because I remember one of the last positions at this, on this, this last yoga session that I did, I, um, I, they, you push your legs out in front of you. Okay. And you have to hold your toes, so you, you sort of have to reach forward. Oh, I know, yeah. And uh, I said that I was kind of, you know, even after a month, I was still having somewhat difficulties doing right, it, just, right, right. you know, highlighting that, um, that, that our bodies do take a bit of time, and, and also with the eye exercises that, you, you know, they also need to take a bit of time as well. Right. So uh, the, what you do is you, you sit up, you uh, put your, your toes out in front of you, you hold your toes, and you, you have your legs straight. Right. Some of us do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from where I'd been kind of doing it a couple of times, uh, what my brain was telling me was just to go straight ahead and uh, hold my toes and straighten my legs out. Uh-huh. Of course, I did it and uh, pulled a muscle oh. um, in, in the back of uh, my left leg there. Just it kind of buckled straight away. And I, <laughs> I, it was kind of, it was just silly, really, that, that I did it. I, I, it became a habit, shall we say. I was kind of an autopilot that after doing 30 days straight of yoga, um, right. I was kind of used to it. And then after four days of resting, and, and even in that time, you know, having the muscles stiffen a little bit, just to reach forward, just to try and do that without even thinking about it. Right. And I did pull a bit of a, a muscle there in, in my hamstring. So mm. it was a nice reminder um, to right. me that, uh, you know, you have to take these things easily, as a, which is, of course, what I talked about. But also that muscles change, our bodies change, just like the eyes. So sure enough, um, you know, 30 days of eye exercises, and you have a couple of days. Now, we're not saying that you're, you know, right. as soon as you stop doing the exercises, you're going to completely right. lose that part of the vision. But we're still looking at muscles here. We're still looking at body function. So people that maybe even um, spend a few days off the eye exercises or maybe even a couple of weeks or those of us that uh, I'd, we don't really have a, a, a coined phase for, I was going to say holiday eye exercises where people do a month or a couple of weeks and then, they get too busy and they forget about yeah. it for three or four months and then they come, come back again and then they say that they've been doing eye exercises for five years. Um, right, but really, right. You know, would you right. reckon holiday? Yeah, that's good. I exercise holiday. <laughs> Nobody else will use that term. So, no, yeah. No. yeah. I exercise vacationists. Yeah. So um, it's, it was a nice little reminder there and, and to show that the muscles and the body is different every day. And that's true, like when I, the presbyopia exercise for me, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's like you can do it and do it and do it and you're, you're maintaining and then you, you just get busy or whatever, you don't do it and it, it returns, the presbyopia returns. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is a progress along these eye exercises, but then you can go back, fall back, just like any other body part. So. And I think that, I mean, definitely if I had then, if I'd been doing yoga for a year mm-hmm. on top of what I was doing, nice and progressing, then I'm sure that if I had 
you know, four days off doing right. the exercises, then the hamstring wouldn't have been as tight. It probably would have taken a couple of weeks before it would have got to that stage. So right. it's certainly like what we say with the eye exercises, they're accumulative. It's something that you right. continuously build on. We talk a little bit about that on the palming. Um, the last thing that I, I do want to bring up before we move on to topic of the week is that uh, somebody, uh, James, actually very kindly posted on our Facebook fan page a recent study from Oxford hmm. um, finding that the ganglion cells, I've not told you about this, actually. No. Um, the ganglion cells pick up uh, low-level um, wavelengths okay. over um, or as well as rods and cones. Whoa, so, I didn't know this. Yeah, ah. so it's just a recent study. I, uh, I posted it on our Facebook fan page uh, and James also posted there. So thank you very huh. much, wow. James, for doing that. A uh, real interesting article. I, look for, I was only able to read the abstract and look forward to reading the whole article. Hmm. But certainly some implications there uh, in particular for our work. So the idea is if you've got rods and cones that aren't necessarily functioning properly, like for myself, retinitis pigmentosa, and, and indeed with optic atrophy, atrophy yeah. uh, where the cone cells aren't functioning there, then what they're saying is that low wavelengths, which I think is, you're the color expert, Richard, is it green? No, it's uh, red and infrared. Is on the, wo- is the, low, the low end, the yeah. Wavelength. yeah. And can you see red? That's right. Yes, red is what you can see, and then infrared is what you can't see. Okay. So it's right across the visual spectrum. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily saying that's the ganglions, but what they what they wow. found is that the ganglions also pick up these low level, and it's not exclusively the rods and cones that huh. respond to the interesting to the low wavelength. Thing. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk for an hour on this. I'll <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're maybe we're researching further. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Oh. That's exciting. So anyway, if anybody's interested in that, then uh, surely head over to the Facebook fan page there. Yeah. And, uh, feel free to like it as well and uh, share a little bit more information on that. Okay, great. Well, I think it's a good time to move on to topic of the week. And the topic of the week this week is three top eye exercises for presbyopia. Now, this is something um, that many people bring up. Presbyopia is kind of a, we kind of, most of us have a predisposition to this. It's a stiffening of the lens and uh, a weakening and a tightening of the ciliary muscles, which are responsible for um, accommodation, which um, those of us that are watching this video on the website, you can see uh, the big eye behind me here. And, oh, yeah. and that you can see the mus- what the muscles do is they contract uh, and they squeeze the lens, allowing it to accommodate to push the image uh, to the back of the eye. So you see a clear image there on the fovea, that 1% of the retina. So if those muscles are becoming uh, stiff or tight, then you lose or you start losing that ability in order to accommodate. So it's more difficult to read things from near. So that's why uh, what, what's the other name? Stretching. Uh, it's the oh, arm uh, exercise. Yeah, it's condition. It. You'll notice because people start moving their arms further and further, further, and further away in yeah. order to read things. Now, of course, uh, medicine says um, that nothing could be done about it, right? Um, other than uh, surgery or LASIK or um, right. glasses. So, but for us, just like what we were talking before about with the muscles um, and how you can exercise them, is that we feel there's no difference between uh, exercising those muscles and being able to exercise the muscles in the eye and bring flexibility back to the lens. I did think of a good analogy to understand this better. Imagine you have like a a small beach ball 
in between your, your hand and your shoulder and you're squeezing it with your bicep. So the ball squeezes, it becomes round, it becomes you know, thicker in one dimension. And that's what okay. you're doing with the lens. So now imagine that your bicep becomes stiff and weak and the ball suddenly is in a, made of a stiffer material. Right. That's what's happening in your eye. Mm -hmm. So both are affecting your ability to, to round, to squeeze that ball. Right. Yeah. So it just makes sense then for us uh, that if you get that strength back, then you're able to uh, A, um, squeeze that ball a little mm -hmm. bit uh, more. Yeah. Or indeed, you know, if, if you're keeping the lens nice and flexible, right. then you're preventing it from getting stiff or indeed uh, overcoming it from, from being stiff. So right. two things there, how you're helping with presbyopia. So then the three main eye exercises for this then are based around strengthening those aspects of the eye right. so that you can regain that ability to see from near without having to wear plus lenses or indeed shave your cornea yeah, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. a laser. Oh yeah. So the first one is what we call the presbyopia charts exercise. Mm -hmm. And you can see the charts on the free, um, on, for free on the website, you can download them and start doing these exercises. But they're basically two paragraphs, well, they're first two eye charts and then two pieces of text that uh, you cross your eyes and merge them into one. Which Richard knows well, because you created. Yeah, I created this chart, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually mainly two eye charts that you cross over and create one in the middle. So there's two sort of fugitive or ghostly images on the outside and one merged, doubled over image in the middle. So it's really three images you see, but you're focusing on the middle one. Anyway, so what this exercise does is it converges your eye, uses the, the extraocular muscles that are inside your eyeballs to pull your eyes in to focus. They're really crossing over more than normal. So you're really crossing your eyes. And that triggers, you do need to strengthen those muscles. You don't want weak convergence muscles. So partly it's strengthening those, but really the exercise, for some reason, the brain has made a connection between those muscles and the muscles around the lens, the ciliary muscles. I think a lot of it is to do with accommodation because when we focus on something, anything within 20 feet is when we accommodate. So we need to look inwards in order to right. accommodate. So by looking inwards, we, we're, we're also um, con contracting those muscles there, the ciliary body, right. in order to then round the lens. So there's this connection between those two muscle groups. So by doing this, you're actually engaging the ciliary muscles. So it's, it's a way of exercising the ciliary muscles just by crossing your eyes. It seems counterintuitive, but it does work that way. So that's the main thing we're doing with this exercise is mm -hmm. engaging those uh, ciliary muscles and squeezing the lens. So we are getting more flexibility out of lens that way as well. And you're, you're learning also to keep your fusion. Sometimes when people get older, also those convergence muscles on the inside of your eyes get a little weak and they, they lose the ability to, to fuse. So mm -hmm. it's doing all those things. And I think for, for those um, that are doing this, uh, this isn't necessarily in, in one of our, our top eye exercises, but you might also want to think about doing some eye rotations mm -hmm. just to keep it nice and loose um, because you are converging uh, quite right. a bit there when you're doing the exercise. So if you, if you think with convergence, well, I mean, even with our everyday lives, we're spending a lot of time looking right. uh, from near so we're turning those extra ocular muscles in so doing the eye rotations is is helping to 
stretch that out right, uh, right. a little bit more. And you might do a little bit of palming here and there just to relax because it is kind of a strenuous activity. Yeah, this is, this is one of the more, this is an exercise that we call is more of an effort-based right. exercise. Things like palming, sunning, all very relaxing. Mm -hmm. uh, but some of the exercises uh, can be a little bit strenuous and do take effort. So certainly with the presbyopia charts, Go easy with it uh, to begin with, right. just just like me and my hamstrings. If I just yes. try and push myself, <laughs> then I'm only going to do damage. You just you have to take time, allow the, the muscles to change and the lengths to become more flexible when working with that. Yeah, yep. So that's our first exercise, and the next exercise we would recommend is uh, probably the near far exercise, mm -hmm. and that's really doing what we're, we're flexing the lens deliberately there. So when we look close, those muscles are tightening down, the ciliary muscles are tightening down, and you're bending, you're making the lens rounder. So we're doing what you do when you look close and you're trying to read, we're just doing it momentarily, and then we're looking out far and relaxing the lens. So we're flexing, the, we're rounding the lens and then flattening the lens, and rounding the lens and flattening the lens. And then, some, and then we also incorporate a midpoint so you're going close, you're going midpoint, going far. So we're using those muscles to their full range and flexing the lens to its full range. So again, just like doing a, a press up, um, you're really just exercising or, or trying to bicep curl that beach ball. Um, got an image of Richard in his speedo on the, on the beach there doing, doing some work. Well, let me ball. lose some weight before you visualize me doing that. I, I did that automatically. I already, I already shaved off a few pounds. I have worn a speedo in my life, but it's been 20, 30 years. So. I'm sure we could dust it off and, uh, and head to the beach in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, go yeah, down yeah. Well. Yep. So wait, just think of it, you're just exercising those muscles in the eye, the ciliary muscles. The lens is in there in a capsule, so when you're constricting and, um, the, the muscle there and you're making it contract, then you're moving the lens at the same time. So as we're moving that lens, we're bringing plasticity back to it. Looking near and far, you're also exercising the muscle just like you would with a press-up. And again, you can see that, again, this is more of an effort-based yeah. exercise. This isn't as relaxing as palming or distance looking. So again, you want to be uh, a little bit easy with it, go easy on yourself to uh, begin with and just take it nice and easy and just respect the fact that it, it takes time for the muscles to adjust and strengthen um, just like other parts of the body. All right, now this is my job in our, in our partnership to uh, me to screw up the whole agenda and bring in some wild cards. So I'm about to do that. Okay, all right, thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't give you warning, I just do it. <laughs> As we're doing this, I'm thinking, okay, the third exercise, we did have a debate about which should be the third exercise. Uh -huh. And now I'm torn, that it should it be palming or sunning. And, okay. and for the reasons we just went through, we're doing a strenuous exercise. So I would say the third exercise depends on how you take these first two. Mm -hmm. If it's strenuous, I would say the third exercise would be palming yeah. to relieve the stress that you've just created. Mm -hmm. But we'll leave that aside. So what we originally wanted to do was the third exercise would be sunning. Uh -huh. So why don't you go through what sunning would do in this situation? So the reason why sunning would help is part of accommodation is constriction of the pupil. So when you look far in the distance, the pupil dilates, it allows more light uh, to enter the eye uh, and so that when you're refracting on the back of the eye with there. Now, when you're looking from close, the pupil constricts and it really focuses the image right on the fovea, the back of the eye again, just like what accommodation does. Anybody that's worn pinhole glasses, if you don't know what they are, then head over to the resources section on our website 
and you'll see them listed there. And uh, it's just a series of small pinholes and it makes things seem clearer. Right. Certainly something that we would recommend uh, everyone with presbyopia just to try them out as a way of weaning off your glasses. I guess that's another exercise. We're going to have to change the title of this now to top <laughs> stop, five, top stop, five stop exercises. 25 exercises yeah. for a presbyopia. Yeah. So what's happening then is you're exercising the pupil so that when you are looking from close, it's more exercise, it constrict a little bit more, so the images are going to seem clearer to you. So that's going to help along with the, the ciliary muscles and the lens. So we're working all three aspects of accommodation there. So it's easy to see how you can start gaining better vision um, without too much of an effort or hassle. Yeah. So, but quite rightly, as Richard pointed out there, that the, the, the first two exercises are more strenuous, the right. charts and the near and far. So we never want to create strain um, in any of our visual system, especially as so many of us are already under quite high visual strain right. um, from what we're going through. I think uh, only yesterday I was watching a documentary on uh, the science of healing, and it talked about how one third of Americans are considered to have high stress levels. Oof. So you could only... And they all live around me, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> because of you? No, no, no. They're, they're driving around in their, in their oh, expensive okay. cars. I know they're stressed out. I can see it on their faces. One third of the people that hang around Richard have high stress levels. Well, maybe it is me. Or yeah. cycle. Cycle, <laughs> really. <laughs> so you could only imagine then if, if they're emotionally stressed, um, physically stressed, then that's also going to work into the vision. And then work that on top of the American Optometric Association well, their statistics say that 70% of uh, computer users over more than two hours suffer from computer vision syndrome, stress of right. the visual system. So right. to then add stressful exercises on top just makes sense um, that you don't really want to be doing that. So palming, distance looking, all great exercises in order to right. relax your eyes. So just be uh, conscious about that when you are doing those exercises. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, great. So the top three exercises there then are the uh, the charts, the convergence charts. Again, you can find that on our website. Presbyopia charts. Presbyopia charts. Yep. And then we've got the near and far exercise, and then we've got the sunning exercise. So three right. top exercises, real easy to do. You can start doing them today. Start working it in and start noticing the improvements. So I think that's a good time to move on to question of the week. And the question of the week this week is actually a combination of two questions from uh, one of our viewers who started doing the palming exercise. And the first thing he noticed was he had a little bit of strain. He felt strain when he started doing the palming exercise. Mm -hmm. And he's he like, whoa, this, this doesn't feel good. What am I, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, it's meant and, to be relaxing. Uh, yeah. So, and then he followed it up with a similar line of questioning. So let's, uh, it's a good question because mm -hmm. we do get this from clients quite frequently and it's too bad because it sort of dissuades them from doing the exercise. Yeah. So, so I guess the, the first thing then with, with palming is like we say, it's meant to be very relaxing. Now it's deep relaxation for the eyes. It's resting the optic nerve. The, the job of the optic nerve or the eye is to receive light, turn it into electricity where it sends a message to the brain. So when we're palming, we're, we're cutting off that light and it means that the optic nerve can rest. Now, I'm sure people are asking that, that haven't listened to previous uh, podcasts about, well, what about sleep? And right. surely we've answered that in previous podcasts. So ch check that out. We don't really have time to go into that yeah. today. But you're resting the optic nerve. Now, 
A lot of people find that when they're resting the optic nerve, um, they're also able to take a time out from their day and it's relaxing. So we need to specify here two things. We've got physical relaxation of the eye mm -hmm. and then we've got psychological relaxation of the mind. And the reason why we say that mm. is quite a lot of people find it stressful just to sit, yeah. in particular in a dark room, um, and do nothing. It's very difficult for a lot of people, a lot of people yeah. just to sit. Um, so a lot of the time when people say they feel stressed, some of it is emotional stress. Some people might have um, different associations, say sitting in the dark mm -hmm. isn't necessarily always a positive one for people. Having the hands up in front of the eyes, um, some people have connections with that with stress mm -hmm. um, or if someone's upset. They, they, look, they, they look sad, it's like, yeah. they like to look sad. Yeah. Cut, cut their hands in their eyes or maybe yeah. that's their pattern that when they're upset that's something yeah. that they do regularly. Yeah. So um, you've got the emotional side of things, things like stress. So for that we recommend things like going for a walk, um, having a chat uh, about it. We don't want to get too specific here. Yeah. But um, you know, try and do things that will help alleviate some of the stress of the mind. One thing that I do in particular is to listen to uh, relaxing books on tape right. or something uh, that helps take my mind away and also learn a little bit more as well. Certainly eye anatomy is something that... Right, something you enjoy. That is one way around mm -hmm. this. It's like uh, put on something to listen to that you enjoy so that you look forward. If it's a little stressful at the beginning to do this psychologically, mm -hmm. so it takes the edge off to do that. Yeah, and this is one reason why we, we uh, have our podcasts at 30 right. minutes. It was so that people could palm to them uh, whilst they're listening to them. Yeah. So, um, you know, we recommend that people are able to either, you know, listen to these podcasts or, or anything else on tape. So it does um, distract you a little bit, but it, it can also help relax. Another thing is to maybe tune into your breathing, do a bit of breathing meditation, visualizations. Right. Um, there's many things that you can do to start reducing that stress level. You know, I actually palm in my bathtub in a hot bath. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of nice because then I get the two the two things going at once. So. Yeah. yeah. Although now I first visualized you in speedos on the beach, <laughs> and now now we've got you with oh, a rubber ducky at the bar. Oh yeah, yeah. Going on today. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I put my palm one one elbow on one ducky and the other elbow on the other. <laughs> <laughs> but just don't fall asleep. Yeah, it's yeah. It's too relaxing in the bar. Yeah. Um, so certainly it, it can be a relaxing exercise. Some people that find it stressful to be sitting upright, you can do it lying down again. Right. That, that we covered that on the website. Mm -hmm. um, so there are things that you can do to play with to take away the more mental uh, stressful aspects. Now there is also a physiological stress that you might be experiencing. One might be if you're doing the technique wrong. Mm. Uh, this individual uh, assures us that they, they did it right with right. a nice straight back. Um, you need to make sure there's no pressure because what you do with palming is that you place uh, the, the pads of the, the palm over the eye orbits very softly, almost like there's just a, a bit of air uh, between the two, enough to cut out the light, but not enough pressure, because you don't want to put pressure on the eye orbits or the cheekbones. So um, there could be some stress there if you're putting too much pressure, but this individual is saying that's not necessarily the case. So what it could be is residual eye strain. Right, and that's, um, it's, a, it's a phenomenon, and it's throughout the body, where you can actually numb out pain or strain or stress if it's repetitive enough, your body uh, starts to tune it out. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a, when you walk into a room and there's a strong smell, 
and then after a while the smell goes away. <laughs> well, hopefully. So I just made me think about that one third of people are stressed around you. Maybe that. Might Maybe be that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same thing. It's not that you're not smelling it anymore. It's the brain has turned off those receptors because it's gotten used to that uh -huh. smell. Mm -hmm. So if you have pain around your eyes, muscle pain, or mm -hmm. even other kinds of pain around your eyes. If it's there all the time, the brain just turns it off. Yeah, and it, and it can also be very difficult, or very distracting. Let's say you're trying to work and you've got a paper due or you've got a deadline and uh, you've got this eye strain, well, you just want to ignore it. You don't want to be yeah. thinking about it. And that's when it, it tends to manifest as a headache or right. you know, it really starts getting a little bit more serious after that. But initially, you kind of get this basal level of this low level of eye strain that we easily switch off from, either we're not in tuned enough with it, yeah. or we just switch off because um, we don't want to be bothered with this eye strain. Now, now this is the hard part, is we're saying that palming actually tunes you into that level of strain, mm -hmm. but it's a temporary thing. So you're going to get through this period where you're tuning into that strain and that's all you're feeling. Not everybody feels this. Some people mm -hmm. immediately feel better from palming, but a fair percentage of people suddenly feel the strain that they weren't mm -hmm. feeling before. So ideally, uh, if the technique is, is right here and it's, it's really not the technique, it's just the eye strain, then over 20, 30 minutes, you'll start feeling that strain dissipating. Right. Now, uh, you might need to combine it with some cold uh, towels over right. the eyes, um, some, some long walks, a little bit of distance doing some other relaxation exercises. And if you palm like that, let's say two, three times a day throughout the day, then you'll notice that the strain will start reducing and reducing. Mm -hmm. And with palming, think of it as an accumulative thing, not just a one-off. So let's say you palm from Monday to Monday. Well, the, the accumulation between those days is what's gonna reduce the strain, not just one palming session. And it continuously builds on one another. So it is important that you do it regularly, it is important in particular with this person, if they're finding the strain so much it's distracting uh, and putting them off palming, is to, to make a conscious effort that just for seven days, um, maybe three times a day, 15 minutes a piece or 10 minutes, and particularly if you have glaucoma, don't do any longer than 10 minutes, then you can start reducing that strain and um, so that in a week's time, a couple of weeks time, your eyes won't feel that way when you palm. Right, yeah. And uh, I guess one last thing with that as well is for those seven days, and, and that really is just a rough, rough number here, we're, we're not putting any specifics yeah. on that, um, is to try and rest the central vision or whatever might be causing that strain. Good point. Reduce yeah. the amount of time on the computer, TV, reading, everything that's really working the central vision. You might want to try the peripheral vision exercise before you palm and see if that helps reduce some of the strain. Yeah, it sort of depends on how you're creating the strain. But for most of us, it is, you're right, central vision, close stuff, uh, so distance looking, peripheral vision, all of those things mm -hmm. could reduce the strain. So as you can see, it really isn't just a, a simple answer for this question. You really have to look at the big picture. This is why we emphasize so much about holistic self-healing because um, it's not just about the exercise. It's not really the exercise causing strain. It could be these, you know, many other factors as well. Right. So um, it's, it's nice to think of it that way because it's true for a lot of the other exercises and all the work we do here at Envision Self-Healing. Uh, it's just a nice little reminder there that not everything is, is just black and white and uh, is handed to us on a plate. Yep. Okay, great. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you want to find out any more information that you heard, anything uh, that we mentioned today, then you can head over to our website 
at Envision Self Healing. You'll find all the exercises that we talk about on this show there at the website. You can also find the Presbyopia um, exercise list that we've got the conditions there by going to the conditions tab on the website. You can also head over to our Facebook fan page and like us over there and uh, share it with some of your friends or anyone that you think might benefit from some of this information. And uh, you could also check out the uh, study that we had there. And indeed, if you have any mm. more information, then feel free to share it with us and our, our little Facebook community that we've got going on over there. If you're watching this on uh, YouTube or listening to on iTunes, then feel free to subscribe. And then that way you'll be sure to get our next episode next week. And indeed, if you haven't done already, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, talking about the free ebook, A Modern Day Guide for Improving Eyesight, just head over to the website and you'll see exactly how to get your hands, get your hands on that. Okay, great. Well, good luck with your eye exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week.